The madness has begun. The first day of free agency is here. I'm Christian Goey. Joining me is Reed Horner and Brenton Petty for the first time is joining me. Yes. Great to have you in here in the studio and producing for us is Rafael Alia. Huge get for us today, Rafa. We, we, we had trouble finding a producer, but we got one and we're ready to talk free agency. A lot going on, Brennan. Uh, I know... You had a lot to say about the Timofey Mozgov deal with the Lakers. You, yeah. you, you, you're a Laker guy. You're also a D.C. guy. <laughs> um, but another deal that, and we'll get to the Mozgov deal, another deal that has got a lot of people here in New York going a little bit crazy is the Joakim Noah deal. It's not official yet. It's not definitely come, coming to terms with New York and, and Noah, but it's been reported by multiple out- outlets, first reported by Yahoo Sports that Noah is nearing a four-year, $72 million deal with the Knicks, rejoining Derrick Rose and playing with the guy he record, recruited in Carmelo Anthony back in the summer of 2014. So if that goes through, guys, it's no Kevin Durant most likely for the Knicks. What do you guys think of the deal with the Knicks and, and Noah? Um, actually, I actually like the deal a lot. Um. Even though Noah had a really bad season last year, only averaged about 4.3 points a game, but with the Bulls, it was a new coach, and they kind of changed philosophies. They went from a defensive-minded team to an offensive-minded team, so he really didn't play as much. But bringing Noah to the Knicks, I feel like, is a great addition. You already have D-Rose, Porzingis, Carmelo, and they're kind of bringing together a great nucleus, and you know, he brings the defense, the rebounding, the team leadership, and stuff like that. So I think that's a really good move by them. Well, first off, I got to give you your kudos, Christian, because I know last <laughs> show we talked about this, and you were talking about Noah coming to New York, and I was a little more skeptical. But now that it seems to be done, I like the, I like the uh, selection. Financially, it makes more sense. I think Noah would fit really well with this roster. Like you said, he, he averaged four points a game last year. They're not going to ask him to score, right? Yeah. He's going to be a defensive anchor. He's going to be an emotional leader. And he's going to be someone who's going to be able to guide a lot of other players, right? The Knicks have been known to be head cases or maybe dysfunctional. I think he would bring kind of some quietness to the locker room, if that means. He's friends with Rose, so they're going to have that chemistry already there. I think the Knicks are going to look really good because of this pick. They've they've done some really good moves, not too flashy. And uh, again, once again, really good job, Knicks. Well, I just want to point out that nothing is official until July 7th when the moratorium ends. Uh, they need a few days to get the exact figure on the salary cap and luxury tax figures. Uh, so nothing is official. All these deals that I'll be saying and will be saying um, are reported by multiple outlets um, as verbal agreements. Um, once again, Joe Kim Noah, nothing's official yet. They haven't come to an agreement completely. They, they're expected to meet with Noah the Knicks today in Orlando where they're playing um, the, in the Orlando, Orlando Summer League. Um, but yeah, I like Noah. I think he's a good player if healthy. I understand why everybody is a little concerned. Um, 31 years old, played 29 games last year. He's had nagging injuries throughout his career. He had the two uh, shoulder injuries last year. He had surgery. Um, there's a lot of concern there with Noah and, and his injuries and his health his, and his age. 31 is not young, especially a four-year deal. I know a lot of people were thinking about two or three years for Noah Instead, he gets four years. You know, guys, in this market, you, you, you kind of have to lock up your guys if you really want them because everybody's paying a lot for guys. I, I don't really think too much about the annual salaries because 
and it's 94 million this year so everybody's getting paid so 17 and a half million you're looking at for Noah is is that really unreasonable yeah it's really not and if if you look at it the most important thing you get from the Noah deal and Knicks trying to get him are the Knicks are trying to improve for next year and I think that's the most important thing that Phil Jackson has took a lot of criticism about not doing a lot of things for the Knicks last year they didn't really do that much in free agency they kind of had a down year but this summer they're hitting hard in free agency like there have been reports that they're trying to go after Evan Turner, Courtney Lee, and Eric Gordon. You know, they, they have the Noah signing. The entire NBA. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then, you know, they went out and got Derrick Rose. So I think that's the most important thing. If As a Knicks fan, you should look for, like, this season we're actually going to win games and something to look forward to. Well, like I said, Noah's signing, I look at it as someone that's going to help with the locker room. They're not necessarily paying him for results on the court. Not that he won't perform, but that's what they're... And someone who's older than him, I think the older you get in the NBA, money is obviously valuable, but what is just as valuable is time in the league. And so I think what the Knicks did is they, they wanted to give him that three to two million, three to two year deal like you talked about. But um, they were probably going to have to end up paying him more money. So instead, I think they went the route of they'd give him more years and maybe spread out that money a little bit more and make both parties happy. What will be interesting to see if, is if they guarantee that fourth and final year for Noah. Um, I'm guessing they will. I think they added that fourth year because he yeah, wants it. Yeah, they, they probably will. Um, it sounds that way. You know, the thing with Noah is he's a perfect fit for the Knicks if he's healthy. He's a passing big. He, he's a gritty defender. He, he brings energy to the court, sort of like a Draymond Green brings energy to the to the Warriors. He has the connection with Derrick Rose and Carmelo Anthony. And he's perfect for a guy like Christoph Porzingis as far as teaching him and, and showing him defensively, who many expect Porzingis to eventually play um, minutes yeah. at center. Um, so I like the signing if he's healthy, but I understand why a lot of people are wary of the deal considering the health and the injuries. But as you already alluded to, Brenton, um, a couple of guys are looking at it. Shooting guard, Courtney Lee, Evan Turner, another one, Eric Gordon, um, the Pelican shooting guard who has dealt with plenty of injuries throughout his career. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing for the Knicks considering they have Rose, Mello, and Noah. But They're going to hit on one of them. One of them is going to stay healthy. Yeah, <laughs> and Eric Gordon just can't stay, can't stay healthy, but when he plays, he's very good. He's actually a former teammate of Rose from their from their uh, AAU days in high school. So I don't know what you guys think. What do you think the next move is for the Knicks at shooting guard? It seems to be that's where they're going to go. Um, well, I, I would love for them to go out and get Courtney Lee. I mean, I feel like he would be a great addition to go along with, you know, the backcourt of Derrick Rose and having Carmelo on the wing. So, and I feel like he can shoot. He brings defense. I really don't like the Evan Turner from the Boston Celtics. I I feel like he's overrated. He's been overrated coming out of college. And Eric Gordon, like you said, stays injured a lot. And um, so I really would want them to get Courtney Lee. Yeah, and I like the Courtney Lee idea. Um, someone I really thought would be interesting would be, before he obviously went to Brooklyn, was Jeremy Lin, honestly. I thought he would have fit really well in returning to New York. Uh, Gordon, again, he has the most upside out of anyone on the market. At one point, he was close to being a, a star in the league right yeah. but again the injuries are a problem and, and you just really have to debate how much you trust that uh i wouldn't be surprised if after all this though they really don't end up getting anyone are, are we sure they're going to get with someone in free agency because right now the knicks as is are the best i've 
seen them in a while, I believe, at least on paper. Well, they need to fill roster spots. Look, they have, what, five guys on the team right now <laughs> but before it, Noah? But, but if they're going to make a run at free agency next year, they may want to be a little more cautious with the cap space and make sure they have exactly. it for next year. And if you're going to pay Gordon maybe a little bit too much, you won't be able to pay your, your big time free agent next year maybe. Well, the thing is I think Gordon would come cheap, relatively cheap. You know, yeah. you're thinking around maybe $11, $12 million, and we'll get to Jeremy Lin and the Nets. Lin Sandy's back in New York City, by the way, everybody. Uh, he got 12, 12 million per year, so I can't imagine Gordon would get much more than around that uh, if he were to come to the Knicks, which is relatively good value when you think about how high the cap is this year. But again, will Eric Gordon be able to stay on the court? We know um, the Post reported that Derek Rose's Derek Rose's recruiting uh, his former AAU guy in Eric Gordon. Where will the Knicks go? They made a call to Courtney Lee, uh, according to reports last night. Um, it, it's tough to say, but we know shooting guard is where they're going to go next. Um, all about the money. All and it's all about, about the, the money. money. It's, it's, it really is. And, <laughs> is the price right? And then the next guy I want to get to is Jeremy Lin. Uh, three-year, $36 million deal signed with the Nets. Well, not signed. It's agreed to uh, today with the Nets. His former assistant, Kenny Atkinson, will be his head coach. Remember, Atkinson was with the Knicks when Lin emerged. Lin credits Atkinson for a lot uh, of his domestic development and, and emergence in the NBA. Um, he's back with Atkinson in Brooklyn. He has an opt-out for the third year, um, reportedly. Um, what do you guys make of Lynn Sanity returning to New York City? Uh, I'm a little bit biased about this because we went to my old high school and I kind of know the family. He lived right down the street from me when I was younger. But if you look at the player as a whole, I really think he's going to contribute well to to Brooklyn. And as you said, I think he's going to really have room to grow. Now, I'm not saying he's ever going to be a star. Lin Sandy's not going to happen not. again, right? Really? No. You know, he's not going to. What Lin Sandy was was, quite frankly, insanity. He it was, was saying, insanity. Right, he's not going to do that. <laughs> but Brendan mentioned this, I think, before the show, and, and I completely agree with him. He's going to average what, like 13, maybe 16 yeah. points a game. He's going to maybe accumulate four assists. He'll be a really good player. I think he's worth the money, and he's just not going to bring them to the next level. I think he's yeah. a great addition. I think someone they can market as well. He's a face. You know, We know his name. And so, right. and on Jeremy Lin's side, he, he's been changing teams a lot. Yeah. So I think this gives him a little bit more security. So it, both parties work out well, and I, it makes breaks makes Brooklyn more exciting, right? Yeah, I mean that's that's the one thing. It'll make Brooklyn more exciting, but is it really going to bring wins? No. To the team, I mean they're I mean more than likely they're going to be a twenty win or less team next year. The roster they just released Jarek Jack, and actually he tweeted out something really funny this um, morning. Um, he tweeted ha 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 when. Jeremy Lin got signed <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that, and then try to talk about that it wasn't meant for. I hate that yeah, too. Like that's like, like DeMarcus, come on, Demarcus Cousins, Cousins right? right? Come on now, you tweeting ha 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 as soon as Jeremy. It's because he's salty. Agreed. Yeah, he's Cause, definitely because I would rather salty. Lin over Jack. I mean, because and then Jared Jack and then you know then they release him and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean the Nets the Nets aren't going to be good next year. Jeremy Lin, that's okay. That's a great a good signing. I mean, it's good for Jeremy Lin. He's making more money, you know. Well, the the next best thing in 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 basketball, especially showbiz in general, and that's what sports are. If you can't be good, at least be interesting, yeah, and, and that's what I Jeremy mean. And Lin Jeremy is. Lin will definitely sell tickets. Well, I think Jeremy Lin's going to actually be very successful there in Brooklyn. He look who. The only other guy on the team is Brooke Lopez, essentially. I <laughs> yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, they have a, they have some nice young guys. You're looking at Rondé Hollis Jefferson, who got injured last year, but is a defensive force. Um, they got Isaiah Whitehead and Karis LeVert in the draft. You know, Sean Kilpatrick. I know you like it's. Lin, it's up in the air with them. He's gonna have a lot of freedom with his guy coaching him, and he's gonna have 
probably the floor to himself. You know yeah. Atkinson's going to give him all the freedom in the world at point guard. He knows what he's capable of. I think Lynn's going to put up some good numbers this year. He runs the pick and roll really well, too. That's, yeah. that's another great part of his game. When you mentioned Lopez, I think it could really end up helping him, too, because Lopez can score facing the basket, and, yeah. and, and, and Lynn's an underrated passer, so maybe we'll see a lot more of that. Well, the thing is, he's that could form a really good combo with him and Lopez. It, it, that seems to be, like you said, a good pick-and-roll combo, potentially, with him and Brooke Lopez. I'm not saying the Nets would contend for a playoff spot next year, but... I don't know if they're going to do as poorly as everybody thinks they're going to do with Lynn at point guard. I I don't think they're going to be a good team, but I don't know if they're going to be at a top, a bottom three team in the league again. Well, if you look at it through a marketing sense too, I mean, he's very, I mean, he's one he's one of the only Asian players in the NBA, and, and you go over overseas and stuff, he's very popular, right? Yeah. So from from that international standpoint, I think the Nets will really like the idea of just having a, a glo- more of a global brand. But overall, yeah, he's, he's going to be a good player, not great serviceable and let me just make this clear i'm not like a jeremy lynn insanity guy like lynn sanity guy like i didn't want the knicks to sign him after i thought that it was, was a poor that deal. was crazy though what he was doing when he was in, with new york yeah, yeah he really was. it was it was a great story but three years 25 million that was a good good move by the knicks not giving into that and letting houston take him um but it's a perfect deal for brooklyn in my opinion 12 million for your starting point guard per year i and in, in this market 12 million is not a lot per year I mean, Jared Bayless reportedly, according to the AP source, just got a three-year, $27 million deal from the Sixers. That's $9 million per year. And you're talking about a starting point guard on the Nets uh, for $12 million a year. I think that's pretty good. And, and, and the Nets actually have $40 million remaining, so they can go out and get another guy. Is there any other guys you could see them going after? They, they have a hole-up power forward, um, maybe a Ryan Anderson. Is there anybody else you see the Nets going after because they have the money? I mean, I see a lot of guys that they will want to bring to their team, but in reality, who's really going to want to go to Brooklyn? <laughs> I mean, you have to look at it. That's true. Who's who's really going to want to go to Brooklyn? I mean, what 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 do you have that's attractive there other than, you know, you want to play with Jeremy Lin, you want to play with Lopez. Brooke Lopez, yeah. injury-prone they, center. They also don't have the draft picks to tell they you. Had, they they don't have any future. The draft. So I mean, it's it's going to be that's I mean, that's why that's why I kind of like it's going to be a long season for Brooklyn, I think next year. Well, you know, I will say this about Brooklyn. Apparently, there 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 are reports that they're very interested in Kent Bazemore, uh, the free agent from the Hawks, the shooting guard who is reportedly commanding eight to eighteen to twenty million per year, um, which is pretty insane for a guy who's like eleven point per game average. But he's a three and D guy, and that's in high demand in the NBA. Um, he's a good player. But can you? I mean, he's gonna probably get eighteen to twenty million, and, and that's actually ridiculous because he's a solid role player, like. And and that's that's what's really been killing me this whole free agency. You have a lot of mediocre guys getting this ridiculous money. Um, I wrote down in my notes like DJ Augustine, four year, twenty nine million. Like a guy like him, he, I mean, he's been in the league for a long time, and he signed four year, twenty nine to the Magic. But making around seven, eight million a year for you know a backup point guard. Then you had guys like. Bradley Bill signing five years, one hundred twenty-eight million max. Didn't you say he's making more than Wall? He's, now? he's making forty million more than Wall, and that's just a that's just the, been the story around for bad timing for Wall. Yeah, I mean, well, it, you got to look at it too that the money is going up in the NBA, so these yeah. deals these are not the same kind of deals that if they were happening three years ago, then you'd be shocking. Everyone's yeah, exactly. going to be making more yeah, money. Yeah, everyone's so just, just keep that max. in mind. Well, you know, I I do think the Nets. 
it's not an attractive place to go, right? But Kent Bazemore knows Kenny Atkinson. Atkinson was the assistant coach on the Hawks, and the, I'm sure they have a good relationship if, if he's very interested in going out and getting him and paying 18 to $20 million per year. So from Bazemore's perspective, you go on the Nets, you have a large role um, on a team that's rebuilding under a coach that you have a good relationship with, you get to live in New York, and you get to get paid a lot yeah, of money. And- and Bazemore actually, I mean, I know him. I know him closely. He went to Old, Old Dominion University, right. and I kind of follow his journey to the league. He was undrafted at ODU, and then went to the Lakers, performed well there, and then went to the Hawks. And you know, the rest was history. He's 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 a hardworking guy, but eighteen and twenty million. Those are like, those are good for him, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's good for him, but those those type of numbers are for the higher caliber guys the two guards in the in our league like the clays the james harden those are like max type of deals and ken Bazemore is a second tier type of guy well getting right. back to the nets real quick the funny thing about that roster is we look at them and they have no future right but i still well they have a future but i know <laughs> they have no future I, I i look at them as a team that it looks hopeless but honestly if they were somehow able to acquire a big name superstar, I think they would all of a sudden become a really good team in this league. I know, and that's easy to say with a lot of teams, but I'm talking about just like, like, like if, like, like even a Carmelo level level superstar. Because Brook Lopez, I think, is a very underrated big man, one of the best in the league. Now they have Jeremy Lin. They get someone like Bazemore. I love Sean Kilpatrick. I think he's gonna. I mean, you know what I mean. They, they could very quickly turn this over now. I think we're all just skeptical they're not going to get that that big name, but who knows? Yeah, another guy is Alan Crabb, maybe a port the Portland. Uh, yeah, but these are average guys. Yeah, these are role players. They're not, you know, they're not they're not. I mean, Alan Crabb is young, but he's he's a good shooter. They are role players, of course, but you're going to need those guys eventually. Um, Brooklyn can't go after, can't get a guy like Kevin Durant. They can't get these guys, so they got to go with the next best option. I was thinking they, I was hoping they'd try and maybe. I mean, I wasn't hoping, but someone like Demar Derozan, who obviously went right. But but those are the type of guys they, they would need to get to really take that next level. Yeah. DeRozan reportedly agreed to a five-year, $145 million oh, max another, contract oh, with Toronto. <laughs> oh. um, one guy we definitely uh, don't question deserves the max contract is Kevin Durant. Uh, reportedly met with the Warriors today. Uh, that meeting's over. Um, it went very well, according to USA Today. Um, apparently... Andre Iguodala joined Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Steph Curry, and the Golden State Brass uh, for a meeting with with Durant in the Hamptons. Guys, it is very tough to tell where Durant's going to go. He had a great meeting apparently yesterday with the Thunder. At least it was reported by multiple outlets. Now he's having a great meeting with the Warriors. We all knew they would probably have a great meeting with him. I don't know how you botch that meeting yeah. when you have your team like, like the Warriors do. We're um, good. And then the other team, the dark horse that I think a lot of people are are talking about right now is the Heat. Uh, We all know the recruiter that Pat Riley is. They're set, Pat Riley and Mickey Harrison, the owner, are set to meet with Durant on Sunday. Uh, They reportedly agreed to a four-year max deal with their center, Hassan Whiteside, for $98 million. But it's also being reported by the Miami Herald that he'd be willing to take less money for Durant. Um, You've got to remember, Dwayne Wade's also a free agent. Uh, what do you guys see on the Kevin Durant front is the Heat, and I know you're passionate about this topic, Reed, because you're a Miami guy. Are the Heat a legitimate option for Kevin Durant? Are we talking this year or next year? Either one. Give me your take. Okay, so let me explain the situation with Kevin Durant because he's in one of the <laughs> most unique NBA free agency moments I've ever seen, right? I can tell you this. I guarantee you he's going to be in an OKC jersey this year. He's going to sign a one-year deal, one deal with OKC, guaranteed. There's no reason he shouldn't. 
What's going to happen, though, and the ability he has that most other free agents don't have is he's going to meet with all these other teams. He's going to meet even with your Lakers. He's going to meet with my Heat. <laughs> he might even meet with your Knicks. You know, he'll meet with every That's team. <laughs> and or the Warriors, for example, too. And he's going to sit down. He's going to say, you know, like, wink, wink, we know I'm not coming this year. But what can you do for me? You have exactly one year to put together a team the way I want it. You say, you, you, for example, you, I want a big man. You say you can get him for me instead of me signing and hoping you get that big man. Now you go get that big man and I'll come back a year later and then I'll join you. You know what I mean? So he's going to put all these other teams on notice. So do I think Miami has a chance or anyone else has a chance again this year? No. That being said, and I'm saying this unbiasedly, I think the Miami Heat next to OKC have the best chance to get him. I don't think he's going to the Warriors. I think they. I think he's, wow. I, I would I, put the Warriors number two. I, no, no, yeah. no. I just. I. I. I don't think he's going to want to join a team with Steph Curry, with Klay Thompson, with Draymond Green. I think it's going to be too much star power for him, and I don't think he's going to want to feel like he's riding the coattails of uh, their success. That's an interesting point. I think if he goes down to Miami. Um, he, though he may get a little bit of flack for following LeBron James's footsteps, but by then he'll be easily not the same situation. No, LeBron, no, but like though. the idea of oh, going to Miami to buy yeah. a ring, right? But overall, he'll be the guy down there. As much as I love Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade will be even older, right? And I think that he could really put a great team around him. It's the city of Miami. It's very attractive. But even then, OKC right now still seems like the most attractive offer. They yeah. have they have a young roster. If they can, you talked about them maybe getting Al Horford or something like that. Like right. I think OKC is still most likely where he's going to stay. But you never know. You never know. Yeah, I, d- I definitely agree with you, Reed. I, I feel like he's going to stay in OKC this year. Probably sign the one year player option to opt out again next year. Is Russell Westbrook a free agent next year? Yeah, he's d- yeah. That that could be a big play too. You yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, but. I definitely don't think he's going to Miami either this year or next year. I mean, well, I, no, I still think he's going to yeah. OKC. But I said. If not OKC, Miami's, I think, the second-best choice. I, I, I see him saying OKC this year for these reasons. I mean, they just got Victor Oladipo in the draft, making Russell Westbrook and Oladipo one of the most explosive backcourts in the league. Yeah, you said that. <laughs> you can say that again. Like, wow. Explosive dunks, alleys, fast break. I mean, it's going to be crazy this year. Why, why leave that? Your team was one game away from the NBA Finals. You guys are up 3-1 on the, on the Warriors. Um, you're bringing back Billy Donovan, his second year of coaching. You know, he got things, the ball ball movement. He got the defense, got the length. He has all that. You like him as a coach? I mean, I feel like he de- definitely changed, changed the system around from coming from um, Scott Brooks and – you know they were they were a better defensive team and they were they weren't as yeah. stagnant on offense. So I feel like he kind of got the ball movement, kind of got Russell Westbrook to be more of a point guard. And I feel like one more year of Billy Donovan and why not? Like you guys were one game away from the finals, why not go back and try again? You guys, you have Victor Oladipo now. I mean, I can I can see him entertaining these other offers because as an NBA player, I mean, you work hard, you want to like entertain other teams and wine and dine. Yeah, yeah, like go out to nice steak restaurants and. Be you know, told just, how good yeah, you are and yeah. how much so, you can So, I mean, who wouldn't love that? So, I, I can understand, definitely understand him going around, entertaining all these meetings. But at the end of the day, I feel like he'll stay in OKC. Well, Ke- Kevin Durant's also, like, an unreasonably loyal person yeah. when it comes financially. I know when he was looking for a shoe deal, for example, he started off with Nike. And a lot of people thought he should have gone with Adidas, who would have offered him about yeah. $20 million more. And he's still stuck with Nike. And yeah. at the end of the day, KD wants to win. So, he's going to go to the team with the best opportunity to win. Like, I know we were talking earlier about... Um, money situation. I, I don't feel like money is money's really. Uh, he's making. He's going to make money. Right. He he'll wants make, to he'll make the max wherever. Yeah. He, he goes. wants. He wants to win a ring. Right. Uh, you know, he's so close to Russell Westbrook. I, I I find it hard to believe that he would leave his good buddy in OKC yeah. when it's as good as it is right now yeah. in Oklahoma. 
Look, Sam Presti, the GM of the Thunder, is doing everything he can to make Kevin Durant believe that this team will be the number one seed in that Western Conference yeah. next year. They may not be. Warriors will probably still be the number one team, but they made that trade for Oladipo. They 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 kind of filled that two guard spot. So now you got a good backcourt and you Durant coming back with Stephen Adams and apparently they're looking ESPN reported that they're looking to potentially make a move uh dealing NS Canner, uh their big man and Kyle Singler, uh their two contracts to get their contracts off the books so they so that they can sign a former Billy Donovan guy in Al Horford. Remember Al Horford the free agent big man from Atlanta he played for Billy Donovan and won national championships yep. at Florida. So if you bring Billy Donovan's guy and Al Horford, pair him with Durant, Adams, Westbrook. Mm. That'd be crazy. And yeah, that, Oladipo. That, that's, I don't why, know. Why if, leave? Yeah, exactly. If they can make that happen, I don't know how he leaves OKC. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Um, And just give it a shot one more year. Yeah. Right, just give it one more shot, one more year, sign in one year, opt out next year if you guys don't win it. And Golden then, State's going to fall and, off a little bit. Yeah, and then I feel like he's taking, he's also taking these meetings just to get an idea of, like, how free agency is going to be right. next year. Like, well, like Reed, I said. Like, like Reed was talking earlier. What can earlier. you do for me? Yeah, yeah, like, I mean, he's not losing anything. Like I said, he's going out on these fine dines. These guys are telling how great he is. And he's getting an idea of how free agency works. This is his first time, you know, doing this. And the cap, the salary cap is going so high, so why not just – Give it a shot. If it doesn't work out, do it all over again next year. I mean, <laughs> well, you're Kevin Durant. Yeah. They're, they're, teams are always going to want you. So, Yeah, and, you know, with the Warriors, I think Al Horford's such a key player in this whole situation because if the Warriors, if, if OKC can't make a deal to, to get rid of Canner and, and Singler's contracts and they can't get Horford in OKC, you're looking at the Warriors who need a five. They need a center right now, right? Yeah. They could potentially go after Al Horford, and then the Warriors are right back there as the number one team. But they wouldn't. Have, would they have enough money if they got Horford? Would they have enough money? They could. They would have to probably trade Andrew yeah. Bogut, right? Yeah, um, yeah. But I don't think that's going to be too much of an obstacle. So it's very interesting how Al Horford's situation will play out. That seems, and apparently Boston wants to get. They can afford Horford and Durant. So it's that's not happening. That's, I don't know why he would go to Boston, but yeah. my point is, Al Horford seems to be kind of the X factor in this whole Kevin Durant situation. Yeah, and I and I feel if Horford goes to the Warriors, the Warriors will win a championship again because a lot of teams, a lot of people are underestimating Bold the Warriors. statement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of people are underestimating the Warriors. If 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 you guys think about this, if they didn't chase the seventy three wins and Curry wasn't as tired going to the playoffs and as you know his body was breaking down. I mean, they would have probably won it. Against. Wait, 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 wait. You think that they lo they lost that yep. finals because little old Curry was hurting? Yep. I I I, <laughs> I truly think like I mean they were they were chasing seventy three game seventy the seventy three win mark the whole season. Right. So I mean they're playing every game every game to win. No other team in the league was doing that. The guy they okay, were resting their teams. When when, when LeBron with Miami was playing literally an extra seasons worth of games <laughs> in the playoffs, no one was like, you know what? Well, he's breaking down. You know what? He's tired. Steph Curry's the first ever unanimous MVP. You're getting paid millions of dollars to be the best player in the league, quote unquote. I don't want to hear you're broken down. Let when me the championship say this comes about around. the Warriors. I don't think they need Kevin Durant. I think they, they don't should just no. get a center. Yeah. And they are better than Cleveland, in my opinion. I think that finals was significantly changed when LeBron provoked. Oh my God! Are we going to get into that again? Suspended. I am telling you, I'm not yeah. trying to sound like Fine. a LeBron That's... Cleveland and, hater. And then give the LeBron Warriors... his ring last year when they had when they, <laughs> when they lost Love and Irving. No, then. LeBron deserves all the credit in the world, but so does Kyrie Irving. And you know what? 
Draymond Green, if he wasn't suspended, I still think they win that game five. And, and Cleveland's and totally thinking about what that. they oh do. Oh my god, totally let's all give that. everyone else hypothetical <laughs> rings because you know what? I think that you know if LeBron would have been more confident, they should have beaten the Mavericks that first year. So you know what? He has three rings with the Heat now. That's, let's that's, just do that. That's this not is fun. Fair. That's this not fun. fair at all. That's not. This a, is fun. That's not a good comparison. Right? Look, Draymond Green was the, the suspended. Knicks, the Knicks were close to beating Houston that year too. So let's give them no, another championship. It didn't happen. Look. It didn't happen. That's not what we're saying. No, Draymond Green was suspended with a game five at <laughs> Golden State, up three one. Something he did. Game. LeBron jumped right over him. LeBron you, definitely provoked him. LeBron did not provoke him. Reed. It doesn't matter if you're Draymond Green. No, you have uh, no, to be no, able no. to keep I'm it not, level head. And he's the one who put himself in that situation. I am not. Suspended. I'm not condoning Draymond Green's actions. He should have been. He should have been and suspended. If, but I just find it hilarious <laughs> that the Warriors are all of a sudden thought of as this team that needs to make a yeah, major I, move when that, they're a better team. And, and no, they don't need and, to make a they, major move. I don't think they need to make all these moves. Like they I have, think they're a great team. They have a perfect, perfect nucleus. And, yeah, and and exactly. another another conspiracy I have the NBA wanted that series to go seven games. Oh come on, don't don't. They don't, definitely don't, wanted don't to go do seven that. games. Don't do that. You really, <laughs> I I really respected you. There, there, there's no conspiracy to make it yes, go seven games. Look, are you kidding me? Look, let's not start going Aisha Curry on this oh podcast. Oh my god. Yeah. But I will say, Brennan, I agree with Brennan. I don't think it's a conspiracy, but I do think. That there was a little oh added bonus. I don't think that's why they did it. I'm not saying that's why they did it, but I'm just saying Draymond Green. Can, can, if, can we get some tinfoil hats in no, here for you guys? No, if Draymond Green did not get suspended, we're not talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers as the top team right now. We're no, not talking right. about. And if Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving don't get injured, which I think you know what the NBA kind of secretly wanted them to get <laughs> injured so that they would, we'd, we'd be talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers as being 2015 champions. I'm not taking anything away from Cleveland. I'm not saying they didn't have a Herculean task. You're last just saying. Year. You're but, just. Say, I'm not saying. On, but I'm just saying. If you had to put your money on that game five in Golden State with Draymond Green and you know, in front I mean, of that you're crowd, you're talking about a guy. I mean, they beat him in game seven. I mean, with how many points did he have game seven, Draymond Green? And they still about, lost. Like, and they still no, lost. No, but I'm saying, imagine 32. if he played game five. Imagine, that, imagine if he played game five. So at what? At Golden State. But you're playing hypothetical. Imagine if he plays game five. What if he blows out his knee? <laughs> first, first minute. I mean, we were in hypotheticals. I know. Uh, let's, I think let's, let's just get back totally to, different let's situations. Let's just get back to NBA but, free agency. <laughs> Reed, you have a point. It doesn't matter. It's hypotheticals. It happened. Cleveland won, and good for Cleveland. And and if they get out of Horford, though, they, they the will Indians be dangerous. Are playing good baseball, but uh, <laughs> let's not get into the Indians. Um, we got to wrap this up because we can go on all day. But I just want to just throw out a couple deals. Um, I want to know what you guys thought were maybe the surprising deals. You know, Mozgov got four years, sixty-four million. The Beal max deal. What was really surprising to you guys? Um, definitely the Mozgov deal. Um. Coming off, he averaged six points last year, I, th- I believe, and he w- he wasn't a factor in the NBA Finals. At all he w- he was out of the ro- Teron Lou's rotation. Um, I just I just don't understand. I mean, it's it's kind of a plus minus, kind of a positive and negative. Like, yes, he's gonna bring you know a different dynamic to the Lakers, and he's gonna you know a, he's gonna be an upgrade from Roy Hibbert. That that's good. But paying him, but paying him four years for sixty four million is just ridiculous what, what surprised me was uh nicholas platoon not that i don't think he's a great player five year 120 five year 120 for a player who's not even an all-star that that surprised me he's the second best player on that charlotte team so i know why they kept him especially once they acquired him from from portland but i don't know i think they they obviously overpaid him in that situation and i was surprised to see that i agree with brennan i agree with you 
Um, only thing with Mozgov is it's amazing how much he can change in a year. Last year in the postseason when he was playing for the Cavaliers, yeah. Yeah. if he would have signed a four-year, $64 million deal, we would have been saying, okay, that makes sense in his late 20s. He just played very well for Cleveland in the postseason. It's like Roy Hibbert 2.0. Right, and now <laughs> this year he doesn't play and everybody's outraged over it. I understand it, but I'm just saying it's, a, it's funny how a lot can change in one year. And he's only 29 still. He's, he's got some minutes some I think minutes he'll do well in, in L.A. I, I think he'll yeah. should be happy about that signing. Yeah. Solid signing, uh, and they got Clarkson back. Yeah, I really like Clarkson. Yeah. Um, and and they, and they got him kind of for cheap, four years, $50 million. I mean, I know it's not cheap, but it's kind of cheap from what these other deals are. And he's going to, you know, with him and D'Angelo Russell, I think the Lakers are going to be exciting this and, year. And there's Brian, very Brian few Ebra. true seven-footers in this yeah. league, right? And he can still protect the rim. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> you don't have to be happy. We yeah. could, we could talk about this literally for a week straight, and we will be talking about this it. next week. Uh, thanks for joining us today on Pick and Pod uh, for Reed Horner and Brenton Petty. I'm Christian Goey, and a big shout out to Rafael Alia, our producer. 